Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another episode of the Arc of Thoughts podcast. Again, we're in a different setting today, Kasim. Um, today's episode, we're talking about drugs, alcohol, and vaping. Uh, then we're not going to be the only topics that we're going to restrict ourselves to. In general, we're talking about addictions. Now, all of these things, they have individual impacts. So a person who involves themselves within um, the taking of these substances, uh, there's individual problems that occur to that to that person and their health uh, and their bodies and, and the way that they may look after themselves. Um, both in terms of physically as well as mentally as well as spiritually as well right and economically <laughs> and economically um, but as well as that they also have societal impacts as well uh, the more people who are involved in in such situations or in such circumstances unfortunately not only are they going to be having an impact on terms of their own individual lives but they're going to be affecting the lives of their family members around them the lives of their friends um, and we're talking about those friends who are involved with them in these in the use of these substances, as well as those friends who don't use these substances. Um, so let's get started. I think what we'll do is we'll go sort of in terms of um, starting off with lighter substances and we'll make our way through um, towards more heavier substances, as well as talking about the impacts that they have within society um, and on the individual themselves. Um, obviously, it's probably sort of very important to mention here um, is that the more stronger the substance, the less people are obviously naturally going to be using a substance of that caliber. Um, for example, the some, amount of people... Some may, differ, some may differ with you on that one, but yeah. yeah. But <laughs> the amount of people that vape, right, in comparison to somebody that's using something like heroin, I hope there's more people, like, if you're going to compare, I hope there's more people that yeah, are that's vaping. Two evils, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, that's a really important point as well. Whilst we're talking about uh, these substances we're talking about the use of these substances starting afresh or gradually building them up at the end of the day for me personally i don't know about yourself right if there's somebody who is out there um, abusing heroin and they come down to smoking a joint right then you can see that it's slow well the hope is that that person the reason why they're doing that is they want to come down away from the substance that they are abusing um, and they want to come away from that now, we're not talking about those kind of situations and we're not particularly too interested, at least in this episode, talking about that. In the future, maybe we might have somebody on um, as a guest who is involved in community work to help those who abuse drugs and maybe they can tell us about the process of coming away from more harmful drugs or um, drugs of a high calibre and, and coming down and coming away. Um, what we're talking about here is youth or young people who unfortunately have well who fortunately have never had uh, access to anything and all of a sudden they're working their way up the ladder um so yeah so let's get started let's start with and sometimes these things aren't seen as drugs right cigarettes uh shisha and vaping that's where we'll start the conversation first question is like i think some people unfortunately don't see these substances as substances which are harmful um i think we'll get into this conversation as well um about legalization as well and whether the state should intervene or not right but smoking i mean you've already mentioned economical impact right um as well as physical impact is very well known about cigarettes and how it harms a person individually for example um smoking is well known to be a factor in the cause of lung cancer this is very well documented 
um, and it has taken place over a period of many years in which the studies that have been formed by scientists, by doctors, they've eventually come to the conclusion, they've realised, okay, smoking is causing lung cancer, right? Um, you know, honestly, you know, he's going to get one smart ass out there, he's going to say, oh, my uncle, you to smoke 40 packs a day, and when he stops smoking, he died. <laughs> that'd be, honestly, that'd be, that'd be that one person. But yeah, you know, cut it. I just want to put that disclaimer out there. You know, if you're that one person, you know, just go watch something else. <laughs> um, so these, like, cigarette we know is well known. Not We're not just talking like on an individual level. We're not just talking about like, you know, it's it's common knowledge amongst people. Even the government are pushing this, that smoking is bad for an individual. And yet, if I wanted to go buy a pack of cigarettes from the shop, I can just walk up to the shop, rock up with however much it's going to cost me, and I can buy, right? What do you think about that? Like, I think the the thing is here is that we've taken this as a norm. We've taken this normal, as yeah, yeah. yeah. We've normal. taken this as yeah, it's normal, right? Um, but should it be normal? The obvious answer is no, right? <laughs> the the question we need to answer is that why is it normal? Mm-hmm. All it is I can see is that people are benefiting economically mm-hmm. the fact that businesses uh, are earning a lot of money uh much sure there's people earning a lot of money that's all i can see why it's still legal uh and the government has no uh hand in that that'd be funny to see because at the end of the day anything which is harming your society you're harming the individuals you live in your country mm-hmm. uh you'd want that thing to be taken away from that country but yeah. unfortunately it's not but here's the thing though Kasim, right just because something is <clears> bad for you does that necessarily mean that the state should intervene to stop you? I, I'm talking about you, but in I mean in, in general, that you should be stopped from having that thing. Personally, yeah. If so you, you have the if you have the power to implement something which is going to be for the benefit of of the greater good, mm-hmm. not for the benefit of a few people, because I actually don't know the statistic of how many people smoke, but I just had to tell people to say four smoke and six don't mm-hmm. for the greater good of the six people, you would stop it. Okay. Why? Because long term, it'll have a better effect for your, for your society. Okay. If you have that power, if you have that control, why wouldn't you stop it? So I think this is like a really interesting topic to, uh, to get into. And this is like sort of going a bit of an, a tangent away from the original topic. But I want to explore this a bit with you then. So at what point do you stop taking things away from people or from society because it causes harm? Because there's many things that are harmful, right? Yeah. Um, at what point do you decide, okay, here's the line to say, right, okay, you, the, you, the society, the, the state is allowed to do this particular thing or is allowed to have this thing? Um, right, so my own perspective would be you'd have to, depending on the state of your society, depending on how long something has been there, you have to be with a lot, lot of wisdom. So mm-hmm. let's just talk about when uh, Los Panta made, uh, for example, uh, alcohol, uh, Haram. It wasn't just in one stage. You didn't send a revelation and said tomorrow, okay, it's all. No, it was done in stages. Mm-hmm. So people had the uh, time and the ability to wean off it slowly, slowly. So you'd have to do it in stages. You wouldn't be able to, able to just go cold turkey. That's if your society yeah. has been, how do you say, they habituated uh, to something. Mm-hmm. You can't just take it away. First, you have to put in measures and you have to take it away slowly through steps. And by the same time, you need education. You need to educate your people why, why we're slowly slowly putting limits on, on stuff mm. I wouldn't say take it away straight away yeah. no, that'd be stupid so on this point I agree with you um, I don't I don't think 
the, the government are in a position where they can immediately take away. And, uh, you know, I'm going to mention something here now, and it's going to come into the discussion a bit later on as well, that um, if you look back in the 1950s or so, right, it was very, very common for doctors, and that time, because the knowledge wasn't well known, it was very common for doctors to prescribe or to give the advice to patients that had problems with their lungs to go smoke. So the doctor would literally say to you, right, go buy some cigarettes and 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 have a smoke. And um, the reason was because the initial intake of, of the tobacco would sort of relieve the airways and stuff, right? And obviously, this has been, been debunked. We now realise that actually, no, that was completely the wrong advice to give. Um, but because of its prevalence, it's very, it became very difficult for things like this to be taken away. And where I agree with you is, obviously, we can't immediately make things go cold turkey you can't you can't pull the plug the example is given of prohibition in in america right compare that with prohibition in the time of the prophet where in america um when alcohol was taken away from the people all they did was instead of going through it in a legal manner everything went basically in tobacco alleys and underground basements and yeah and the black market and people found their ways to get hold of what they wanted the same is going to basically happen in this sort of situation as well, where doesn't it doesn't for me the way that I see it is it doesn't matter whether you legalize or or make something illegal to the vast majority of people to other people yeah who have a moral understanding and want to stick within the legal framework um they the the law has to outline what is good and bad for them but for others I don't think so where I where I see it and where I see the problem is. Unfortunately, the state is not involved in the education of the people of its country to teach them or to show them what is right and what is wrong. But then that goes back to the point of why they're involved in the, them, them, them sort of things. Yeah. Which comes back to one of the reason, economic benefit. Yeah. Um, potentially, or they just want to leave people um, to rot. Um, yeah, that's there, another... There's no care. Again, again that's, another, right? that's another harm. That's not a good yeah. thing on the side of the government, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um but yeah, I think like progressing the conversation then we talked about like cigarettes and legality of cigarettes. And I think for me... Honestly, I, at the moment, they're bloody expensive, you know? Yeah, well... I think that I think when we were young, about £5 a packet. Yeah. I think now, I'm not lying, I think I went to the shop a few weeks ago, somebody buys something, about £10-11 for this packet. Okay. I think that's that's nuts and they'll go through one, one or two a day. Mm. <sighs> yeah. But like I said, I think the problem that, I, that arises with things like cigarettes is because of their prevalence... And like for how long no information was known about them, um, that's why they've remained legal, right? And the sort of comparison that I want to make now is with vaping. Okay. Because we are in the same situation as what it was like maybe 50 years ago, where we don't have much information on um, the effects of vaping on the individual person, right? There are some studies that have been done and there are many people, there are many doctors who claim that um, vaping has led to lung conditions. Um, there are, it's very quick, if you just Google online, you can find like x-rays of a person's lung that has been taken where um, the lungs have now become filled with with fluid, which should not have been there. Um, and the lungs are, are being destroyed basically. But within the same situation, now what I want to sort of mention here is, you see problems that arise within a human or within an individual take time to manifest it's not just going to be 
you vape one day and the next day automatically your body is going to shut down and you're going to have all of these problems no 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 it takes time to develop mm. right and in that that's why science requires time for that thing to manifest itself as well but if we don't cut an issue that we know is going to have um problems whilst there may not be like a large flurry of scientific information right this podcast will go on youtube within 5 years 10 years I can guarantee you there are going to be studies that are going to exist with a large number of people where vaping is being shown to be um bad for an individual's physical health right and this is the problem that many people within our society aren't astute enough to to think like this I that's that's my opinion right because they're not thinking like if they're vaping they're thinking that I'm only inhaling um water vapor whereas in actuality what you're inhaling is you you have no idea while to say i think like 4 to 8000 chemicals exist within a cigarette i'm fairly sure the chemicals which exist within within the e-cigs are not far off that number um so i remember a lot of people when these eight vaping been around what 10 years 5 10 years yeah, okay, yeah. i don't remember cuz i don't smoke or something like that. But I remember when the first came out, people said it was the reason why uh, we're vaping and we're not smoking anymore because it's going to take us off the cigarettes. No, it just mm. led you to another addiction. I think the other thing that you're right there, but I think that you know what what was worse was you know when you have a when you have a cigarette, yeah. right? You, um, I know what you're going to say, but can't you? right? When somebody has a cigarette, they go outside yeah. or wherever they go, right, to have their cigarette. Once that fag finishes, once that cigarette finishes, it's finished. Is finished. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't, you find very few people, unless somebody's got a very heavy addiction, right? You find very few people who will turn around, go back into their pocket, get another fag out, light it, and 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 smoke another one. Well, you cannot because it's illegal anyway in most places. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, I mean, outside, right? Even outside, yeah. right? It's very, very rare that you see somebody smoke multiple in a row. Whereas with vaping now, it's with you all the time. It's with you all the time. There's no like cut point of this session is over. Do you get me? And because the fag break is literally five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like I said, like the fag finishes. Yeah, yeah. Right. But is in this case, like it just keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going. Right. Um. So in comparison, let's say for example, a person smokes, um, and what one one cigarette has maybe what ten puffs. Possibly. Ten puffs. Right. If you're having 10, 15 a day, that's 100 to 150 puffs, right? I remember there was um, a teacher who came to me who teaches in in a local um, Islamic school that's close to us. And uh, he came to me and he asked me, he said to me, listen, I've got a, a serious question and I need some understanding about this. I said, what's up? So he goes to me, I've got children in my classroom who I'm teaching, maybe between the ages of like 10 to 15, right? And they've got these e-cigs with them constantly. So he said that you know I just like asked them about you know what they're doing what they're smoking and things like that and how often they're smoking. He said that the the child mentioned that he was smoking approximately 300 puffs a day. Right? Now we know Kasim human psychology natural, right? If you know that you're doing something wrong and somebody senior asks you about that, do you under or overestimate? You underestimate. You underestimate in it. It's like when when we were younger, right? And um you've bought something and your dad asks you how much did you did you pay for that you buy like a, a a new t-shirt or you buy a new jacket your dad asks you how much did you pay for that or you buy some new trainers right dad asks you how much did you pay for that 
costs about 70, 80 quid and you turn around and say, yeah, I bought it on sale for 35, <laughs> you know? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My son, uh, <laughs> this is how I raised him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, you underestimate. So this kid has said that he puffs 300 times a day. That's an underestimate, right? We've not even got into the child who is a developing child who's still growing, the effect that he's doing to his body. And the, this teacher who was, who was saying to me, he said, look, you know, what can I do? There's nothing I can do, right? Because if I confiscate it, I've got to give it back to him at the end of the day anyway, yeah. right? Um, what can I do to teach this child? What can I do to tell him that this is something that's bad for you because of how prevalent that has become, you know? This kid probably goes home and unfortunately there's probably family members that are that are using e-cigs and vaping as well. Yeah. It's not seen as like a taboo. Like I remember when we were younger, right? Um, we used to have uncles and aunties that might have smoked uncles, right? Within our community, very rare for women to smoke. Um, but we used to have uncles that used to smoke, but they would step outside to have their cigarette. Because the thing is, it was seen, it was seen as like, this is not something you should do in front of a kid. Yeah, yeah. You was, know? They had some shame about it. Yeah. And even if you asked them what you were doing, they would never tell you what they were doing. Yeah, I'm just going outside for some yeah, fresh yeah. air. Yeah. Um, you understand that when you got older, you understood what that meant, what fresh air meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, there was that sense of shame, as you as you mentioned, mm. which is important. Yeah. But if that goes, like, the Hadith Nabi Sassim, you don't have any shame, do whatever you want. Mm. Well, like, do whatever you want, you know? Uh, <laughs> there's no mm. there's no limits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how sad is it? We're going to get onto this, but... Uh, Muslim kids we're talking about now, they say that, yeah, I, I smoke with my father. Uh, stuff, right? This is the reality, but I smoke weed with my father, we drink together, we do this sort of stuff. You know? Mm. It's it's a sad reality, isn't it? And uh, at the end of the day, even these vapes, I'm always surprised if the parents are buying the actual vapes for their children. Mm. Why? Just to keep them quiet, right? Because it's a way of just pleasing their kids. Mm. You know? And then there goes to that point of the kids getting out of control and you can't stop them and they're addicted to other stuff which you're going to get onto. Mm. And there's no, there's, Honestly, no, I'm, not, I'm saying, not saying there's no hope, but it's very, very hard to come back from that. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm also going to leave like a link to, I think the YouTube channel is called the Institute of Human Anatomy. A couple of guys from America and they've done like a really, um, a really good video talking about um, vaping and, and the problems that, that exist within it. They talk about um, something known as, I think it's vitamin E acetate, which is a key component that exists within these e-cigarettes and the harm that it causes. Whilst it's called vitamin, doesn't necessarily mean it's something that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, take the example of vitamin vitamin K, for example, right? Um, so, okay, I don't know. Is there, is there anything else that you want to mention? One thing, like vaping uh, this culture? is just disclaimer. We're not saying that uh, vaping and e-cigs are haram and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you are involved in either smoking, uh, buying and selling, or you're in mm-hmm. this business, I would highly recommend that you go to a scholar mm-hmm. and ask them: Is your income halal or not? Mm-hmm. We're not going to answer that. We're not even going to mention anything, but that would be a disclaimer. Go ask. And is this even permissible to even do? Mm. Just from the aspect, not really health, just of you wasting money on stuff. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting topic. And the thing is, like I said, because the, the information isn't out there wide scale, the information is out there that is bad for you, right? Um, originally, the way that it sort of crept into society was it was the gateway to coming away from from cigarettes yeah but now it's basically just taken over and become yeah, yeah. part of culture it's another business yeah. yeah yeah um and i think this is the point that we we've lost sort of sight of what it was originally meant to be it was meant to be like the step down process yeah. but it just took over you know all the, um, all the things we were mentioning is coming back to like one like blatant point is that as the years are going 
why people are, use, are losing their moral compass. Mm. And this is becoming a huge problem where people cannot differentiate between what's right and wrong, uh, what's needed and what's not needed. And these are like sort of principles that Islam, you know, is built upon. Mm-hmm. That we don't, as a Muslim, we don't spend money on those things which have no benefit to us. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, vaping doesn't bring you any sort of benefit. So if it doesn't bring you any benefit, there's more than likely that there is no goodness in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But like, I think the other thing is sort of getting into like the underlying issues as well of these kind of substances. Why do people fall into them? So first thing to mention is like these e-cigarettes and stuff, they tend to be flavoured, right? And the whole point is the flavours are meant to be there so that it sort of like gives you that thing of, oh, it tastes nice, so I want to go back to it. But at the same time, it's also like exciting your dopamine levels as well. Right. And dopamine, for those that don't know, is like a chemical that exists within the brain. It's called, as far as I know, it's called like the, the happy hormone or the happy chemical. You get it from um, eating chocolate. You yeah. Get it from yeah. exercise, which is a bit more dead to ladies. Yeah. Yeah. You get it from a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Um, but essentially, like your dopamine levels um, get increased because of the chemicals that are inside of the e cigs and other things which cause addictions as well, which basically excite the levels of, of dopamine within your body. And what's happening is that when them dopamines are being released, you're feeling good about yourself, which is why you keep coming back to it. But the problem is, is that the more dopamine, the more sort of you you start off by taking, so for example, start off with E6, your dopamine levels get excited. But then after that, there comes to a point where what you were taking or the amount that you were taking isn't enough to excite those dopamine levels. So therefore, you need to up your intake or you need to move on. You need to change some things. Yeah. Um, so that's what I want to get into now, right? The the changing and flicking between substance X and Y, um, moving around, right? And we've seen it as we're growing up, and we're still fairly young, cousin, right? I'm fairly sure the our el- our elder generation they've seen so many different substances come and go from the market. I remember there were times like where they were like, was it plant fertilizers at one point that people were taking to get high? You must find some weird friends, but process. <laughs> right. Um, I'm fairly sure yeah, there was something about like some plant fertilizers are being used to get high or something, right? Um, but there's all sorts. Trends come and go. Yeah. Right. Um, and drugs and substances come and go. There was that thing about glue sticks. Um, is it pretty sticks or glue sticks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, people used to sniff them. Yeah. Um, which which would <laughs> it sounds so crazy, man, but. The point we're trying to make here is that substances will come and go, come and go, come and go. The problem is, is that to identify um, a substance and to put it into a bracket of this is something that's not good for me. This is the issue that many people have is that, for example, if you say to like the, your um, your average Muslim, you turn around and say to him, okay, um, what are your thoughts about um, a really heavy drug? heroin for example they're going to say to you oh no it's not allowed right you ask them about alcohol alcohol is obvious one most people will turn around and say no no no, you're not allowed to have that right um as you come more and more further down and come to drugs that are more and more prevalent that line starts to get blurred but the principle that you're applying to heroin is not being applied to other substances and that's what i'm trying to make the distinguishing distinguishment about i'm not we're not getting into like the actual the ruling itself and the derivation of ruling. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you as part of your own moral compass and your own thinking process that if there is a substance which is causing X or is causing these things to occur within my body and I refuse to take them, 
just because another substance exists, which is very widely prevalent, that a lot of people are using, um, but it's also causing harm to my body, why am I going to die? Like, <laughs> doesn't make sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is what I'm saying making sense? Yeah. Okay. So, what's the next substance we're talking about? So, I think the next substance that we're going to talk the about... Test of time. Yeah, which has stood the test of time and regions and countries as well yeah. because it's so prevalent. Um, next episode we want to talk about is weed, right? Marijuana. Marijuana, yeah. Hash. Yeah. Whatever names you have for it. <laughs> call, it call it what you like. Bob right? Marley. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. what. Are you... Let's start with you. I've talked a lot. on. I've not even got any water. I've not got any tea. Any... I've had a long day at work as well. Come on. Oh, but weed, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the thing is, it has its own culture, mm-hmm. it has its own sort of community. There are people out there who honestly worship weed, mm-hmm. uh, they made it their god, they made it there, you know. Uh, you know, people say that there's no harm in weed. I've seen my own friends smoke weed mm-hmm. and smoke it to such an extent that now they don't even have the ability to use their own brain. So if you're going to turn around and say to me that weed has no harm, it's only good for a person, I'm going to say to you, no. Sorry, you can't convince me with that argument. Mm. Uh, the damage effects it has on people, even if you don't smoke it, if you just deal with it, uh, you're with people who have it. Uh, I'm talking about the UK, the amount of youth which are involved in drugs. and the mm. Most of the drugs which youth start to, uh, you say, shot around or start to deal in uh, is weed. Mm. Why? Because it's small, it comes in small bags, it's £10 a bag, £20, whatever, and it's very, very easy. But mm. this is the starter. And you see a lot of youth, you know, they, they get hooked by this lifestyle of, you know, drug dealers and drugs and this and that. And eventually, there's so many youth who even say to me that I'm involved in this, but I can't get out. Mm. I'm, I'm too deep now, I just can't get out. You know, imagine you say to a youth that, you know, quit your job of uh, shotting weed and go work a normal job. And you're going to say to your mate, uh, in an hour, I earn what most people earn in a week. Mm. You know how hard that is to turn down or to turn away. But the huge implication that it's having on families, uh, the fact that if you sell drugs to another kid and then you ruin his entire family, imagine the, imagine the, the sort of like curses you get from their parents, the fact that you've ruined their entire family. Why? Because you want to make some money or you want to sell your drugs. Mm. I just, I think it's a huge problem. Especially mm. the, the Muslim youth are facing in this country. So, like I said before, I think there's there's a, a very large following behind marijuana. And there are so many people who basically swear that marijuana does nothing to their yeah. physical health. Right? And that is a big, big problem. Right? Um, I don't know if you saw recently, there was a clip that went around. Khabib came to the UK in it. Mm. Um, and he did like a, a host of interviews and he did a lot a lot over the weekend that he was here um there was one particular person that asked him a question about ufc being haram did you see it no i didn't see that you didn't see it so basically he he was asked that question that you know do you think that um the sport that you participated in and i'm paraphrasing here right do you believe that that is actually impermissible and you know he turned around and he said look you know at the end of the day this sport involves um, hitting people in the face um it's not essentially that what he was trying to say was it's not something that's um the something that a muslim should be involved in okay this guy has made his money in ufc right he made his fame in the ufc right he could have dodged the question 
gonna turn around and say, look, I don't want to answer that question, right? But if you watch the response, and I don't want to, I don't want to like sort of paraphrase. I'm trying to be very careful about what he said. But what he said was not to try and like justify to justify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't trying to justify. He was saying that look, you know, what's halal is halal, and what's haram is haram. I don't have a saying. I'm not, not going to change the yeah, boundaries. I'm not yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I've done something, okay, then that that's on me as an individual. And I think this is really important that we all do things that are wrong. You know. Yeah. justification yeah yeah and you you know when you justify something and you turn around and say no no no, this seems all right it's all right that's where you're really causing problems okay for those there may be some people that are watching this and listening to this and who have an understanding that marijuana causes no problem no problems and no harms your understanding and the way that you're viewing it and because of your viewpoint you will only allow yourself to confirm whatever you believe right i think i've talked about confirmation bias somewhere else as well um and because your viewpoint is that it causes no harm you will convince yourself that it causes no harm and any evidence that comes in front of you that will support that argument you take that as to be as your evidence for example right you believe that marijuana causes no physical harm you see a person that's been smoking weed for the last 10 years and he's seen hunky dory he's got a job um suit and tie goes to work earning 50 60 grand a year comes home smokes weed basically every other day um see that he's he's living in a nice house he seems to be doing all right yeah but what do you know about what's going through that guy's mental state and this is a thing that the effect of marijuana there are huge implications and there are studies that have been done talking about the mental effects of marijuana that occurs in terms of schizophrenia and psychosis right you don't see that i don't see that you know if i pass somebody that's got that's um smoked a joint within the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. Generally, we can see it in their complexion, right? But somebody that smokes weed and in a way, you know, has, a, has had a sleep, whatever, you know, refreshed and stuff, smokes weed regularly. We might not see it physically in terms of um, how they look, right? We may even have people that we know yeah. that unfortunately are um, smoking weed. But what's going through their mind, and if you yourself are smoking, what's going through your mind, and your mental state and the questions that are and the voices that you're hearing and and you know what's going on inside of your mind only you know you know and let's be honest most people don't want to talk about that and don't want to open up about that when you mentioned that there was a girl at work and she smokes weed just because it's one of her pastimes and hobbies mm-hmm. obviously nobody comes to work stoned or hope they don't anyway mm-hmm. so uh every time she would hear just the name of the police or mm-hmm. sirens she she honestly she'd shiver mm-hmm. Why? Because once she got caught with weed on her by the police, mm. and that, uh, how do you say, it, paranoia mm. is going to stay with her forever. Even yeah, though she yeah. was in a normal state of mind, mm. but that paranoia built her. Why? Because she she uses weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah? She's a some substance abuser, and even though she's in a normal state, you mm. may think she looks perfect. You talk to her, she's perfectly normal. Soon as she's here, one she hears one noise, it all goes off. Mm. Her mind, you know, it can't. She can't get back to equilibrium. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is known to be a big, actually, effect of of marijuana, where it basically leaves a person in constant state of paranoia. Yeah. Whether that be the police or anything, like, you know, they're always looking over their back, walking down the street, and they're worried that, you know, he's looking at me or yeah, she's yeah. looking at me or, you know, they're not... They're not whatever, I forget, stopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, question is, Kasim, like, you've talked about the police and this woman, yeah. right, and she's scared of the police. There's a big drive at the moment 
within your country that marijuana should be legalized, right? I'm just going to laugh a lot, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to ask the question, what do you think? Because I already know what you think, yeah. right? Um, so why should it remain illegal? Other than like the obvious. Why should it remain illegal? That's, that's me to justify something which is like, why? Mm, I know, I know, it's a difficult it's, it's quite difficult, as you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's quite obvious the reasons why. Yeah. Uh, but look, just look at the effects it's having on society, communities, mm-hmm. kids, families, uh, people breaking relationships, stealing from their parents for drug money. Uh, kids, youth getting killed. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they they can't pay money or they're addicted to a substance. And so, you know, you'd be the last one to argue for his legality. Mm-hmm. This is probably living in a world where it's just everybody's free, isn't it? And we probably might have said on this, what is actual liberalism? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is true freedom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a different episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look forward to that one actually. Um, that'll be a really interesting topic. But okay, so we've talked about like in terms of an individual basis, Kasim. Societally, what effects do these substances and the use of these substances and the buying and selling of these substances have? You know, what are the impacts that we see in terms of our society? Me personally, uh, again, I see a lot of Muslim youth uh, wasting their school lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasting any talents they have, um, even at school, you know, myself, we saw like a lot of good guys. You know, they used to be like, very good at football, and they mm-hmm. used to think, you know, what if these guys actually train hard, or go join a, a club, or you know, put their head down, they probably could make something of their life. But they got involved in drugs at fourteen, fifteen, and that was the end for it. That mm-hmm. was the end for them. A uh, lot of people just becoming disillusioned with life, just taking drugs and just being in this constant state of wanting to feel happy. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it probably comes from deeper problems, deeper underlying problems that we don't even know about. But no, I don't see any good from it, to be honest. It's having a negative, negative effect on uh, our community. How many parents complain that, look, look how our sons, they just do nothing. Mm. They just come home and they just smoke weed and then they eat and then they go sleep and they go out. They've got no job. They, they don't want to get married or they don't even want to get married. They, they, you know, it's, it's just problems after problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's so many problems that it has um, within the society. Like you mentioned about the youth and like a lack of drive, lack of ambition. Um, you become lethargic and lazy. You know, you you lose sight of you know what's important. I think the thing is the other thing is that because it's such a lucrative business as well. Like monetarily, like you mentioned before, you know some of these people are earning what what we earn in in weeks and months. These guys earning it within a matter of hours, right? But the lifestyle, the lifestyle is just constantly looking over your shoulder. Uh, you see you know, so many youth, you know, I always see youth driving around in brand new 70 plates or the 20 yeah. plates, whatever. Yeah. And like, you know, it might be the one youth out there who's done well, but majority, you just know it's, it's just drug money, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's just, you know, the thing, all that, all that success, all that money, it's all short-lived anyway. Yeah. First of all, there's no barakah in that money. Well, like, there's no barakah. Yeah. Uh, anything that you feed in is haram you know yeah. it, it's not even you know how can it even be permissible second of all and third of all you're looking at your shoulder you're in constant worry you're in constant you know it's just it's not a life that Muslim wants to live mm. well, you know what we, we earn but what just like normal money we're not always happy mm. you know we get to eat every day we're with our families we're at home we're safe we don't have anybody knocking on doors you know, we, we just come to that you know yeah I think that's a matter. you just you saying that now we don't have people knocking on our doors you know Bro, 
Honestly, like you live a clean life, you know, you have a clean heart, you don't look in a, you know, you can walk on the street freely. Mm. That's you know, that's, that's yeah, you're not gonna have somebody that's, 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 yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, but this, this is, is honestly, yeah, that's one of the biggest blessings a person can have, mm. you know, yeah. No, I, I agree. There's so many like other issues that stem from this as well, where because a person isn't in a, a neutral state, you know, um, especially when a person is under the influence of a substance where their mind goes and where their actions lead them to unfortunately don't lead to anything good you know um let's say for example a person is under the influence of of a substance and anger overcomes them okay anger is a natural thing right um there are benefits to it um and there are also harms to it as well okay um i think i give the example of you know if somebody was to break into your house and you know to to get them to go out anger would overcome you and that is a that, that is a positive effect but at the same time there are very very negative effects that can occur um because of a person's anger and the use of substances because they cloud the mind unfortunately they don't allow a person to think about what they're doing in that particular instance and they end up doing something which they later on regret yeah. but unfortunately it doesn't matter if they regret it the action has already been done yeah. okay um i know you wanted to give a couple of examples of that um so examples around like domestic abuse, um, rape and assault, um, drink driving, things like that. It's uh, I think that's what we got going on to next is alcohol. Mm. But yeah, you know, one problem I find with the West, especially, we have there's a lot of problems in the West. You know, people mm. make make the West out like it's some sort of magical land where everybody drives and missing cars in the air and you know old glass buildings and. Like there are a lot of problems here, mm. and as there are everywhere, and yeah, they're, they're, they're everywhere. Uh, and the thing is, we don't we, we don't want to actually get rid of the problem, we just want to put a plaster on it. Mm. Look, we have alcohol in our society. It's how many people, how many non Muslims will tell you that? Uh, not just of the week, how many people get into brawls, into fights, how many women get sexually assaulted. Even when people are not taking these drugs, like look in the past week of what's happened to like some women, it's it's terrible, isn't it? It's mm. uh, not many people die because of drink driving. Like p- innocent lives were just driving on the road, going home because somebody was in the wrong state of mind for the wrong substance and killed somebody. Mm. You know, like if you can't see how damaging that is, then there's something wrong with your moral compass. There's something mm. wrong with you that you can't see the like, negative effects this happen on people. Mm. Many, I, you know, it's so sad when I hear kids say to me. You know what? Uh, I don't have a father, uh, and say you know why because he's an alcoholic. Mm. You know, the, you know, he just why choose to have kids and leave them. Mm. You know, so many problems that like, all these things are bringing. You know, domestic violence. You no, know, the football, the Euros. Like how many? Like uh, especially like on social media, saying that if England get lose tonight, so like how many women will get beaten up? Domestic violence is on the rise. Even during lockdown, how many kids used to get beaten up? How many women that used to get beaten up? Mm. Why? Because you know, usually they go out uh, to drink, but now they stink at home and drink, and then it leads to so many problems. It's just, it's, it's just a sad state of affairs, isn't it? Mm. I think, like you mentioned, this thing of like assault, um, physical, sexual assault. It's all because a person's yeah. not in the right state of mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, whilst we agree, whilst we acknowledge that it's not always the case that it's because they're under the influence of a substance, but we know that a large proportion of the assaults that take place, whether they be sexual, physical, or whatever, whichever nature they may be, um, unfortunately, it does come down to um, the use of substances and just being cloudy, 
Yeah, just not knowing. You don't, um, you don't have control of your mind. You know, Islam is a religion which allows us to be in equilibrium all the time. Yeah. In every single state of our life, we know we know what's going on. Yeah. Or we know how to act in every sort of sort every sort of position. You know, we know what to do. Yeah. But once that that mind becomes is overpowered by something else, you lose control of them senses. Yeah. Once you lose control of them senses, you can't do anything. Yeah. You know, and it 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 brings out like some sort of almost. Something else, out, something else out to you comes out and it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's sad, you know? Yeah, and I think like a lot of people chase these kind of substances because they want to forget about what, what's happening in their life, yep. you know? Um, they, don't, they don't want to deal with the problems face on. And this is a big issue, you know? Like we'll talk about this in, in a future episode, talking about like communication and, and the way that we should, we should deal with confrontation and deal with issues that exist. Because at the end of the day, no person's life is, you know, is is uh, is without issues. No. You know, the the waves come and go. Things crash. Things don't go the way that they need to. Um, whether that be as a, as an individual, whether they be between you and your your spouse, or whether that be between friends or family, whatever it may be. No person's life is without, you know, some sort of rocky nature. Um, but to go down the line of to use substances to forget about your problems is not the way to do it, you know, and it's not going to solve any issues. On the other hand, it's actually going to make issues worse. And I think that's just what we need to sort of put across. Um, there does need to be a drive for, you know, higher power, so to speak, yeah. um, not just me and you as individuals, but um, organizations that, alhamdulillah, there are some really good organizations doing a lot of work. Um, but these organizations also need like funding and stuff like yeah. that, um, which needs to come from the government Basically, not having, not making any excuses. You know, a couple of weeks back, I don't know if you saw it. Um, there was a clip going around of a, a of a disabled person, um, who basically he's he's gone up to Jacob Rees-Mogg, uh, from the Conservative Party, and he's saying, you know, you took my job away from me, yeah. and he was basically he was disabled. He had cerebral palsy, um, and he was working as a youth worker. And basically, you know, the Tories shut down a lot of um the youth work that was taking place, and he see these. These kind of initiatives, they help, they help to deal with the problem. You know, chucking somebody in jail and slamming the bars behind them is not a way in which we are going to rectify our society. You know, marginalizing these people, putting them away, you know, locking them away and saying, you know, you're going to spend fifteen years, twenty years. You know, that's not going to teach a person um, to to come good or to come clean. You know, we need to have better initiatives, inshallah, that that help these people. Yeah. You know. Um, I, we did, I did say at the start of the episode as well that I don't want to talk about the person that's coming down from higher uh, substances coming down. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that you want to mention before we close close this episode? Uh, if there is anybody who's involved in like any sort of like, drugs and this stuff, first of all, we only need to realize that first of all, there's something wrong. Mm. You need to come, you need to come uh, head on with, with facts and reality. You need to admit and they need to seek help. Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely. You I need think... to first understand that what I'm doing is not, it's not, and it's not good for me. It's not good for my immediate people around me. And it's not good for the society at large. Mm. Uh, the f- person that I'm hurting the most is myself, first and foremost. Mm. Once you realize that, then you can be helped. But if you don't come to facts with reality, you can't, you cannot be helped. Mm. You know. And if people do need help, then reach out to us. You know, send us an email. We'll uh, hopefully send you in the right direction to somebody or organizations that we know. Mm-hmm. Or asking your local area, but people you need to people need to see help if they are involved in drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's nobody's fault. Like why you forget about why you got involved or how you got involved. 
just make now the focus on recovery and getting out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you are involved in terms of like dealing and um, basically this is your form of livelihood as well. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned before, that, you know, there is no baraka in, in things like this. Um, there's no way to live your life, you know. Um, some I know that it's a big pull. I know that because, you know, that, that kind of money, you're probably never going to see that kind of money again in your life. You know, it's very rare for somebody to come away from from that sort of situation and and end up earning just as much, if not more, than than what they were. But the thing is, not only are you destroying your own life, you're destroying the lives of many, many other people. Um, and like you mentioned before, you lose sight of that. You know, you become desensitized. You don't think about it in that way anymore. Um, but sometimes, we, like I'm a person, and my wife will tell you, Kasim, that I'm not the kind of person that dwells on the what ifs. Or, you know, what if in the future it happens like this? My perspective has always been um, you deal with an issue as and when it comes. And you don't, and Islam teaches us this, that we don't think about what happened previously. We don't say about, you know, what if I did it like this in the past? Or, you know, what if this particular thing happened? No, we, we don't deal, we don't work in that sort of situation. Um, but yeah, like, you know, don't think about what's going to happen in the future. Just work on rectifying what's what's here and now. Um, so we'll call the episode to yeah, an end, inshallah. Leave it there, inshallah. Yeah. Um, I think this is quite a heavy episode as well. There's definitely more to unpack in this yeah. topic. There's lots um, of reading we mentioned that we want to mention as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to, like the talking about how addictions work, um, what kind of things that we can be addicted to. You know, we've done the episode on social media and stuff. Yeah. It's exactly the same principles, Kasim, isn't it? Talking about addiction and, and dopamine releases and becoming desensitized that amount of dopamine and you want to more and more and more you know it's all sort of going into the bunching up and going into the same bracket um but yeah i think we need to all look into like cleaning our lives yeah. sorting out our moral compasses myself and yourself first yeah. and foremost um we have issues as well um but yeah let's leave it there inshallah um for for listening to today's episode uh please do subscribe um to follow our journey and to Keep up with the content that we're producing. Zakallah um, khair for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.